Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. A good morning once again to all of our listeners. Welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm coming to you live once again from my office of the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. we got a great show planned for you on this Thursday, August 5th, which means the, the beautiful uh, feast day of the, the Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome. I'm going to visit with you a little bit about that basilica. I used to walk by it every day on my way to class and stay, and stay there for a few minutes in, in prayer. And uh, before we begin our interview, with Sarah Hart, let's remember that this Basilica of St. Mary Major, sometimes called the Basilica of Our Lady of the Snows, is it, it, it was built where on, on this day, August 5th, in, in, uh, around the year 352, uh, a snow fell uh, during, during, uh, during, during the night, uh, and um, it was um, in Roman summer. So on the Esquiline Hill, this is the, the place where the the Roman patrician uh, built this this church in honor of Mary. It has the crib relic of the crib of our Lord, and uh, what what I always liked about it was was the 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 burial place of Pope Saint Pius V. He is buried. Uh, his papacy began in 1566, but he he's buried there. And there, there's a lot of neat things about it. He, he was a Dominican, and he wore his um, habit, and that's today why the popes wear white. But um, so, so to Pope uh, Pope Saint Pius the Fifth, um, I'm missing your grave today. Uh, they have it open on his on his feast day, which was um, April 30th, I believe, right offhand. And uh, they would have it open on other days as well. But today, uh, in the Mass, uh, is the dedication of that Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome. It's one of the four major basilicas in Rome. And uh, let's ask Mary to pray for us. As uh, Pope uh, John Paul II said, um, this is a significant church. Um, any objective truth about the Mother of God, because the Mother of God is the Mother of the Church. So happy feast day of that dedication to all of you. I hope you're all having a good start to your day. And uh, Michael, if you could bring me up in my ear just a little bit. Okay. We're going to start with Sarah Hart, uh, who will be here at my parish. That's down a little bit. Good. Sarah, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Great to have you on the show. This is Monsignor Schumacher speaking with you, and I'm the pastor of Corpus Christi, and we're finally getting you here. I know. I'm so very excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. This has been uh, a long time in, in the making, as they, as they say. I've, I've been pastor <laughs> here for 13 months, and, and th this has been uh, planned for, for longer than that. I, I do have uh, Sarah Hart uh, coming to uh, Corpus Christi Church, uh, and um, uh, along with Steve Angrasano, and they are going to uh, give us a, a parish uh, mission um, on, on the weekend of, of Saturday. 
August 28th and Sunday, August 29th. Uh, and we're going to visit with her a little bit about um, her, her, who she is. And uh, for, first of all, Sarah, tell us a, a, a little bit about y- yourself. I, I, I do know that you're originally from Ohio. You, you, you've, you've fallen in love with, with writing music. Uh, you are in many ways known as uh, uh, one of the leading figures in contemporary Catholic music today. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah. Sure, yeah, I did. I grew up in Southeastern Ohio and um, cradle Catholic and grew up, of course, as a child of the 70s in a very wonderful, loving, hippie Catholic environment, <laughs> for lack of better terminology. Very, very beautiful childhood. And um, I went to the Ohio State University and majored in music. And when I finished college, I moved down here to Nashville. So I've been in Nashville for uh, the better part of, well, I guess, a little over 25 years now. So. Um, making music and writing a lot of music and writing with a lot of other artists. And I truly enjoy writing religious music um, to the top of my list of things I love to do. So I've spent most of my time here really investing in that and doing that. And as things open up more and more around the world, uh, you're becoming uh, more and more busy, I would imagine. Yeah, I, so last year was a very strange year. In March, I was actually in Wisconsin in March when kind of everything went into lockdown, and I flew home very scared on the airplane, and really all of all of my concerts last year were just canceled. So that was a really scary year in a lot of ways for a lot of folks. Um, but, yes, yeah, so this year I'm planning on, I think August is going to be my first, big um, event back, and then winter and spring are very busy, almost out every weekend. So um, praying that the variant, you know, keeps away and that people are taking care of themselves and wearing their masks and loving their neighbors so that we can keep this thing under control and, and, you know, we can continue to have events where we're allowed to gather as a community because it's so important. I think that's something I missed so much about this last year, not just the traveling, but it's the seeing people and the being in community. Um, that is the part that really gets missed. So really excited to be able to come and, and be part of part of your event. So. Sarah Hart is my first guest. She's coming to Corpus Christi the weekend of August 28th and 29th. We're going to get into those details a, a little later in the show. She's my first guest. And I want to welcome all of our listeners to Real Presence Live again on your on your really extensive Real Presence radio network. Uh, Sarah, you are an internationally known Catholic singer and songwriter. Uh, how did you get started in, in this career that you have that has just really taken off? Well, you know, it's odd. People ask me that question a lot, and I never quite know how to answer. Um, I could say things like, you know, I, I grew up around music, and my mother was a fabulous musician, and I grew up sitting at the feet of all of the several different folk groups she was in. And I sang at church, and I was in choir, and I played the organ at church, and I just grew up in a very musical environment. Um, certainly, college was a big boost to that. But honestly, I think, you know, in terms of, like what I do, that was just very much God, to be quite honest. And I feel like I had little to do with it. And I w- I'm not even sure that what I'm doing now is like what I originally even intended to set out to do. But, you know, as as I believe that God's usually got plans that are better than your own anyway. <laughs> so a lot of it for me was doing the work, putting in the time, you know, learning to be a good writer, practicing, um, meeting people, being in relationships with people, and then kind of just 
watching the doors open and walking through the doors that I felt God had clearly marked and not walking through the doors that seemed closed or that seemed like maybe something I shouldn't do. So I guess it's hard to it's hard to describe, you know, who knows how anything happens really, but but to say that it's it's God's hand in it and you know it is and um, my dad calls it living a guided life. You know, if you do your good work and, and you use the gifts that God gave you, then you just kind of step back and let things happen the way that the Lord wants to unfold them. And I very much feel like that's been it for me. In addition to singing and songwriting and, and, and speaking, which you'll do here uh, at the Church of Corpus Christi, you, you're also uh, a proud parent and a wife. You're currently yes. living in Nashville? Yes. I've been uh, in Nashville, I, and I've been married a long time. <laughs> and you have two daughters? Yes, two daughters. Um, my husband and I, we've celebrated 27 years, and my daughters are grown. My oldest is, uh, she actually is at UCS, and she works at Disney World. And my youngest is about to go to college in two weeks. Uh, Nash, I, I took my uh, staff uh, many years ago, uh, probably eight years ago now, maybe five, mm-hmm. to uh, Nashville. Yeah. We we went to a we went to a conference. Um, I, I don't remember what the conference was about, but I wanted to go to Nashville, and and yeah. that 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 uh, that is where the party is. That that uh, uh, Broadway, right? One side of the street, yeah. come down the other side of the street. I had never seen sometimes three floors of music. Uh, how has how has living in Nashville um, uh, affected your music career? Uh, it would seem to me right. it, it it would even in a even in a Christian context. It's so funny that you say that because, I, you know, if it's been four or five years, if you seen back, you wouldn't even recognize it. I mean, it's still the same old Broadway, but Nashville has just exploded and expanded. And I like to tell people that there are two Nashvilles. Um, there's the Nashville that you see when you're down on Broadway and you're walking around and there's three floors of music and there's a party atmosphere. But then there's really the Nashville that those of us who are musicians live in, which is usually in the suburbs on the outside. <laughs> And we, we don't go downtown that often, and, you know, music is actually made um, in places around and away from Nashville, if you will. Um, even even record labels and companies, most of them are kind of circling in the periphery rather than um, kind of where the party is. So so the Nashville that I know and love is, is kind of a little bit quieter and a lot different than most people who would come to Nashville would think. Um, but being here, it affects you as a musician because, you know, everyone here, everyone here, I mean, I mean, a lot of people here come here because they want to be musicians. So you cannot help but meet writers and meet people who are honestly better than you at what you do. And that's good. That grows you, you know, to see people who are better and makes you want to practice more and write more and work harder. And so it's good to be in an atmosphere with people who kind of do the same thing that you do. And I've thought so many times about moving. There are so many parts of this country that I love and I'd love to leave, but being close to other writers and other musicians and especially to like studios where I can record music is kind of crucial. So for those people who might be listening that this is what you want to do, I mean, you know, moving here is, is not a bad idea, in my opinion. Sarah Hart is my guest. Sarah, you are a Grammy nominee, a BMI winner. In fact, your music has been recorded by by many other artists. Uh, one of them, Amy Grant. Um, I, I I see here uh, others like the Newsboys, Matt Maher, and and the, mm-hmm. this the the Celtic women. So uh, t- tell me tell me what what that has meant to you to to be a Grammy nominee. Well, 
you know, uh, I almost hate to say it, but it's meant very little. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. It, it looks nice on a resume, and, you know, it's, I guess it's nice to have somebody say, hey, good job, you know, but with music, and especially when you are in ministry music, I feel like the email that I get from the lady who heard a song and decided she'd pick up the phone and call her daughter that she hasn't talked to in five years, those are the rewarding things. That's, you know, helping people in their journey with, with a song, as weird as that is, is, is better to me than anything like that. I, I'm, I've never been, like, a huge fan of award shows, if that sounds okay to say. <laughs> it's just not my favorite thing. I feel like doing the work and and trying to help people's hearts be moved towards something beyond themselves is, is really, I mean, just the day-to-day of that is so super rewarding that the other stuff is all kind of ancillary, if that makes sense. How about this for rewarding? In October of 2013, you performed for Pope Francis in front of 150,000 <laughs> people in St. Peter's Square. That, that's got to yeah, be... Well, that's got to feel rewarding. <laughs> that actually was. That was awesome. <laughs> I've always like prayed all my life, please, God, like I just want to pray for a pope, you know. And <laughs> and Pope Francis is my favorite pope that I've had in my lifetime. And so to be able to sing and play for him, and then I got to meet him, and then I got to give him a hug, which I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do, but I did it anyway because I'm an American. And so, <laughs> so that was just, great joy and um yeah that was just great joy and he had such a beautiful holy like fatherly presence about him and um that was that was a hug that i'm i carry with me every day uh sarah we're going to take a break if you could just hang on as we come up on 15 minutes past the hour uh my first guest on real presence live is sarah hart she is uh, one of the leading figures in contemporary catholic music today uh, she lives in, in nashville we just um, chatted briefly about her uh, singing for pope francis she's coming to bismarck north dakota to my parish of the church of corpus christi uh, on the other side of the break sarah if you can hang on uh, i'm going to visit with you about uh, um, why, why you're coming to Bismarck and, and what you're going to do and um, what we have planned for you. All right, if you can hang on. Yes. Fantastic. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and I'm coming to you live from my office again, the office of Corpus Christi. Uh, Michael has set me up here. Michael, good morning to you. Good morning, Monsignor. Karen's in the studio. We're going to visit with you, Karen, at the top of the hour. Thank new you. to the RPR family. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? 
Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com. So I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right. uh, Welcome back to Real Presence Live on your Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. It's great to be hosting you again in August already, the 5th of August, which is the dedication to the Basilica of St. Mary Major. Uh, there's gold from the New World in that church, uh, relic of the crib. I, I, I like the uh, grave of Pope St. Pius V, um, but it's a, it's a great basilica, so happy feast day to, to all of you uh, as we remember Mary, the mother of the church. Sarah Hart is my first guest. Uh, she um, is one of the uh, leading figures in contemporary Catholic music today. Uh, she is um, a, a songwriter. Uh, she sings, she is a speaker, she travels. She's a proud uh, mother. She's been married to her husband, I think you said 27 years. She lives in Nashville. Yeah. We, we were talking about Nashville off the air. But uh, we're, let, let's, let's get back to some, <laughs> some work. Um, and by the way, I just organized your supper for you and Steve oh. when, you, when you arrive oh. on Friday, on Friday the so August 27th. We're going to have a, we're going to have a nice um, supper at one of, one of the venues here in Bismarck that my, my friend runs. It, it'll, be, it'll be very nice. But Sarah oh, Hart, uh, why, why are you coming to the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, and, and what do you have in, in your plans? Well, so um, your lovely your lovely employee, I believe she's your music director, Jennifer, um, invited us to come, and she's been wanting us to come for a few years. Steve and I, and Steve and I do a lot of stuff together. You know, and we've known each other for years. And uh, because when COVID hit, we had to move everything around. So uh, it's I think it's been a couple of years in the making here, right? But I believe that Steve and I are going to be doing um, a separate retreat on Saturday. So I'm going to be doing a women's retreat. And Steve's going to do the men's retreat, and I think the other way around might be awkward. So we're going to do <laughs> we'll do it that way. And then Saturday night we're going to have a concert, and our concerts are very like family oriented, very interactive. So everybody can come. Um, we want ages you know zero to one zero zero. So hopefully everybody will be there. And then we'll be there for masses on Sunday, and I believe that we're doing something with the youth on Sunday night. So it'll be a really fun weekend. 
If you'd like to register for uh, our, our parish mission here at the Church of Corpus Christi, you, you can do so. We have, we have uh, QR codes available. You can call in. Uh, we are having a parish picnic following, as Sarah said, after the Mass on Saturday, August 28th. And, and after that parish picnic, uh, which is also our faith formation kickoff, uh, which is also an appreciation night uh, for uh, my predecessor here, uh, Father Paul Becker. Uh, Sarah, uh, uh, Sarah Hart and Steve Angrisano will, will have an outdoor concert here on the grounds of Corpus Christi that night, and then they'll be with me for Masses on Sunday. And then, like you said, uh, you will be with our teens on, on Sunday night. Sarah, th- th- let's talk a little more. Uh, uh, what, what inspires you to write music? What, 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 uh, I've always admired how anybody in any genre can, can write music. I, I love music. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a brass player. I've, I play the trombone, the three valve F bugle. I've done a little bit of percussion, uh, wow. but but I, I can't. Um, I, I I I you know you sometimes listen to a song and you know Neil Diamond comes to mind. It's like how do you and you know you you mm-hmm. reach search some of you know some of his songs he worked on for two or four years. Uh, what inspire yeah. what inspires you to to write music? Does it is is it easy to do? Uh, what what how do you do it? Really good question. Well, uh, so I think for me, there's a couple of things. Number one, I'm, I'm a big believer in the 10,000 hours rule. And if you spend 10,000 hours doing anything, you're going to get good at it. And I've definitely spent my 10,000 hours at this point. So the songwriting for me now is is much easier than it was in the beginning. You know, at the beginning, I really fumbled. I fumbled for words and I fumbled for melodies and I wasn't sure how to do it. And then once I learned, I'll be really honest with you. So once I learned that Writing songs is just talking, and it's just talking about anything, and then putting melody to it like I just did. So kind of once I figured that out, I'm like, oh, so basically every conversation, every observation, all of life itself is inspiration. So everything, everything can serve to inspire. I, I submit, you know, I've written songs about doing the laundry. No joke. Like, I've written songs about cooking. No joke. Um, but just because all of life is inspiration, and so... I think the trick is learning to kind of put words and melodies together, and that's the part people stumble over. So I tell young writers, write a bunch of words and then just sing to them. And then the more you do that, that's like an exercise in becoming, you know, a good writer because it just flows from who you naturally are. If you think about all the songs that you love, um, to me, for me, they're mostly songs that sound like this is somebody who had a great thought, a stream of consciousness thought, and they just put it on a paper and then threw a melody on it and... So it's not rocket science, but there is definitely a, a nuance to it. Something you, it's something you can learn for sure. Has during the pandemic, the last eighteen, nineteen months, particularly maybe uh, I'm thinking during the lockdown, has this helped you yeah. become more introspective, or or not? You know, it's really interesting. I thought it would, and it really didn't. And um, I think part of that was because. Well, I think it's twofold. Number one, I was just doing tons of virtual concerts and virtual missions and virtual things for churches, and that took so much time. Um, it's amazing how much more time doing something virtual takes than if you're just doing it live. Does that make sense? So, like, it took a ton of my energy and time, and a lot of energy and time was going into that. But the other thing is I wasn't able to co-write. So I love to co-write, and without being able to sit in a room with somebody else and see them face-to-face, 
and talk about whatever we want to talk about and then write a song like that was really hard to do. But I did write a lot. Um, I wrote a whole lot during uh, during the lockdown, like a ton. But it was mostly things for film and TV, which is interesting. And then I wrote maybe like five or six new songs for OCP. Um, but I, yeah, it's it's interesting. I know people who said they were completely just like they had no inspiration during COVID. And I know other people who said I wrote fifty songs last year. So <laughs> I think I'm somewhere in the middle of that. We're coming up on 25 minutes past the hour. Uh, I'm interviewing Sarah Hart, uh, one of the leading figures in contemporary Catholic music today. She's coming to Corpus Christi uh, at the end of the month here in August. Sarah, with an H, Hart, H-A-R-T. Uh, look her up. She um, is a, a, a great interview as well. Sarah, you're, you're also a speaker, which you enjoy. Uh, you, give, you give women's retreats. How did that come about? That was a thing that happened, I would say, just in 15 years. And one day I was uh, actually, you know, at a, a, a conference. And in this conference, it was a male speaker. And without, without going too, too far here, let me just say that, like, the male speaker was speaking, and I could see every woman in the room, like, upset, sneaking down in their chairs, angry. And I thought, you know... Women have such a distinctive language, and sometimes they need to hear something in their own language. And a lot of times, just by nature of, of our church, women aren't getting that. Women aren't getting to hear other women speak, and other women talk, and other women talk about their relationship with God, or the things in life that, that are important to them, or the family struggles they have, or the marriage struggles they have. They're not getting to hear that. So for me, it was just like, a, if you build it, they will come. So I talked to my publisher, and I said, I really want to write a retreat for women. Just let's do it. You know, the Protestant church, they're doing it all day long. Why don't we have this? And, and a lot of my Catholic friends were going to, like, these big Beth Moore conferences. And I'm like, that's great, but let's provide something with Catholic content for these people. So I just sat down and wrote a retreat, and then it kind of went from there. And I think now the women's retreat thing is becoming a little bit more known and important in our Catholic circles because we really do have a very unique language and we really do need to hear from each other and build each other up. And it's, it's a very crucial, I think, ministry in the church um, that more parishes need to address as well. Personally, I think that. You're going to have a retreat here, as I said, at the Church of Corpus Christi on Saturday, August 28th. The time of that is 8.30 in the morning to 10. Registration is necessary. Sarah, what what are you going to talk about? Um, so I'm probably actually going to talk about um, Beatitude living and what it means to be living the Beatitudes. Um, you know, Jesus was really... I, I love the Beatitudes because the Lord was really talking about... Um, all the troubles of life, you know, being poor and, and being sad and being lonely and um, being persecuted, ridiculed. And, and I think those are things that are so prevalent right now in our culture across the board. You know, we are experiencing troubles like we never, we haven't in a long time. And so to be able to kind of dive into that and hear the words of Christ and sort of look at them from our unique perspective in terms of, you know, family life or single life or just just what it means to be a woman in today's world. Um, 
this beatitude living and what does it mean and how can we how can we live those beatitudes as Christ spoke them to us. Sarah, you and Steve Angrisano co-wrote uh, the the 50th anniversary song for for Corpus Christi. Are you writing anything oh, for, for Are you writing anything for this uh, month? Later this month. Well, um, I don't. You mean like for your church specifically? <laughs> yeah. I I don't think so. I I'd be surprised. I don't think so. Well, though. keep it in mind. Um, We'd love it. There's there's okay. still time oh, to be inspired. You know you tell me. You tell me what you want. You tell me what things are important to your church, or like what's important to you as a body. And give it to me and Steve, and let us let us look at that. We'd be happy to. <laughs> Sarah, you've been a you've been a delight to interview. You're a great interview, and you sound like uh, just a, a great uh, inspiration for the, the Catholic faith, your belief in Jesus Christ, how you use your talents. Uh, not only as a songwriter and a singer, but as as a wife and as a mother and um, and a speaker, which you will bring to to our church. So we're looking forward to having you, and I look forward to formally meeting you uh, later on in the month, Sarah. I look forward to meeting you too, and you come on to Nashville anytime. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll we'll visit about it when you come up here. Okay. Sounds awesome. All right. Have a thank you. Th- thank, thank you very you. much. The, well, that's Sarah Hart, and I haven't visited with her yet. It was uh, a good interview. She's uh, one of the leading figures in Catholic music today, contemporary Catholic music. She'll be here at the Church of Corpus Christi uh, in Bismarck, North Dakota, for uh, a, a parish mission, which has been rescheduled three times. And so we're, we're looking forward to having her here Saturday August 28th, Sunday, August 29th, there will be a men's and women's retreat, and we have a full day planned on Saturday, as well as they'll be here for the Masses on Sunday. They'll work with our youth here on on Sunday night, Uh, so register for that so that we know you're coming, and we're looking forward to hosting her, Sarah Hart, with Steve Angrisano, and I appreciate uh, her calling in for that interview. This is Real Presence Live on your Real Presence radio network. It is 9 30 central time or at least wherever you are 30 minutes past the hour we'll be back in just one moment live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the real presence radio network